Okay, that is midday, midday prayer. Uh, Saint Demetrius's uh, uh, Russian chapel. Russian uh, Catholic drive-in chapel. Yeah, drive-in chapel. We have um, thirty-six, as we like to refer to it, thirty-six pew feet in in our. Uh, <laughs> our our uh, little garage chapel. Yeah. So so if anybody at, at Benedictine Security asks you what happened to those pews that were in this uh, dumpster over here, uh, you can just point them to my garage. You know, you know <laughs> those thirty two feet of uh, solid oak pews that were in that dumpster. Where do those go? Yeah, it does look kind of like a chapel here. <laughs> sort of sort of like a chapel after you know. Some some drunk uh, Russian guy uh, came in and, and, and sort of threw was, a bit. Was looking for a three thousand rubles. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be hidden somewhere. Th- this is we're we're not we're not we're not sort of playing around. This is this is true. We we do have pews in the garage that we took out of a dumpster. Yeah, but so. there but there's no notes in the pews that say anything to my little chicken. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is this is all all pews that that go that go way back, as we'll see from the first ordeal. <laughs> Okay, so uh, should we, we, we jumped over uh, a really important part, important part at the yeah. end of In the delirium chapter of book eight, because here we're going to do book nine, which is entitled the preliminary, preliminary investigation. investigation, right? Yeah. So uh, that's our, that's our podcast for today. Uh, but we do want to start in delirium because we didn't really talk about the, the, the really important I mean, we did talk a little bit. I mean, we quoted Grushenka here in 498, 499 about forgiveness. The right. world's a good place. I'm right. very good. Right. Um, but really, I, I don't think we quite got the heart of it where it took place, where, yeah. where this this conversion sort of began with Alyosha, right? I mean, even she even says, again, right? I, he said something to me I shall remember all my life. Um, it begins there, but it really kind of solidifies itself in her finally loving Mitya uh-huh. and they're loving each other in a non lustful way but uh-huh. but in a real and true way that's seeking virtue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean it's it's what his hope had, had always been, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh to 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 have a life with her that was in in uh in virtue. And in, in this this kind of shows I think that again Mitya and uh Alyosha are kind of the same because it was Alyosha who first saw the goodness in Grushenka. Yeah. But maybe Mitya saw it before, right? Um, and he was the guy who was after her, not because she was beautiful, which is the reason Fyodor was after her, right. but right. because she was good. And and maybe that's, this is why he sort of chased her down in this way and talked about his virtuous life he's going to live. Um, and, uh, you know, all he did was kiss her foot the first yeah. time, right? I mean, he didn't, he didn't, yeah, no, he didn't three, try to buy her no. in a in a in a sort of a prostitute no, kind of way, no. right? And I, I wonder if he was even trying to do that. Like, I it almost seems like knowing Mitya better now, I feel yeah. like he wouldn't do yeah. that. And I mean, seeing his his uh, uh, exchange earlier on in the book with um, what's her what's uh, Katerina, she hasn't shown up for a while, but that that was interesting uh, because it shows that I mean, he he didn't really want. How did he put it? Possibilities, right? It wasn't really. It wasn't really right. The possibilities that he was in. It was more right. of just the control and yeah. the, the whole. Yeah, because she showed up ready, mm-hmm. right? And yep. he just got the money and handed it to her, mm-hmm. and uh, told her 
that she was free to go, and then came the big bow. So, right? so yeah, so he, 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 I think he's much more complicated than meets the eye. Yeah, and, and much better than yeah. meets the mm-hmm. eye. Mm-hmm. There, there was a line about that at the very beginning. It was about, I think it was about Elusha's dad. Do you remember this? Uh, no, it was about it was about Fyodor. At the, oh man, this is like way at the beginning. Um, I remember you pointing this out, and I'm, I remember. Oh yeah, you know what oh, I'm talking this about. This is um, uh, page eight. Page eight. Oh, this is single digits. This is the second page of the book, though. Yeah. Right. No, no, uh, not the no, second. No, no, no. The it's fourth. In end of end of the the very end of the first chapter. Yes. Yes. As a general rule, people. Even the wicked are much more naive and simple-hearted than we suppose, and we ourselves are too. Is that yeah. what you had in mind? Yeah, that was exactly what I had in mind. Right? I, I didn't even remember the quote. I just remembered it. probably this fits here. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's true for Mitya, who we think of from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, for a long time, we think he's just wicked. Yeah. And, and even yeah. here, like, there's a question, did he kill his dad? But there's something about Mitya and the way that he's talking that makes you think, yeah. no, he is telling the truth. And even right. Grushenka says that at one point, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, during... during uh, Near the, the very time, end. the end. It's like the third ordeal. or, or No, it's after. No, it's, 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 after, it's when uh, they carry Mitya away. It's right? after, after... No, it's right here, four, five, 574. This is the evidence of witnesses in the babe. Yeah. Um, yeah. He says, can I say something to her? And he says, yes. He says, Agrafena Alexandrovna have faith in God and in me. I am not guilty of my father's murder. Having uttered these words, Mitya sat down again in his chair. And Grushenka, here, here this happens again. Oh, that's the second all time. he says, right? That's all he says. Yeah. Grushenka stood up, crossed herself devoutly before the icon. Same thing that happened with Alyosha. You remember we pointed this out, right? She crosses herself and devoutly. It was almost the same, same words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks be to thee, O Lord. Here, it's a prayer, right? She says in a voice thrilled with emotion and still standing. She turned to Nikolay Parfenovich and added, as he has spoken now, believe it. I know him. He'll say anything as a joke or from obstinacy, but he'll never deceive you against his conscience. He's telling the whole truth. You may believe it. I I almost feel like I didn't need Grushenka to tell me that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's something about this like transformation that they have had it's not just a transformation to like, uh, okay, now I'm going to like live a new life with you, but already the newness is happening. And I think it begins yeah. here in the first ordeal, right? I mean, he's like, okay, so I didn't do this, so we can end this in a minute. I mean, I'll yeah. tell you exactly what happened. Yeah. And, he, and he has this just like commitment to the truth. And that's what Zosima says um, to... Um, Fyodor? Fyodor. Yeah. Fyodor. Uh, when they're in his cell. Yeah. And, and he's being a... There's a lot of flipping around going on today. Being a a jack A in front of Zosima, (laughs) mocking the entire elder tradition. Uh, And then he falls on his knees and he says, Teacher! He fell suddenly on his knees. Page 45. 45, okay. What must I do to gain eternal life? And Zosima... And they said, and it it was hard to tell whether he was joking or really moved. Zosima, with a smile, looked at him and says, You've known for quite some time. Yada, yada, yada. Don't give way to this and that and that. And then at the very end of that, and above all, don't lie. You mean about Diderot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember Brother Levin liked this part about Diderot. No, not about Diderot. <laughs> above all, don't lie to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man who lies to himself and listens to his own lie comes to such a pass that he cannot distinguish the truth within himself or around him and so loses all respect for himself and for others. 
and having no respect, he ceases to love. That's key, right? Yep. And so if the heart of this whole thing is love, right, which is the heart of Zosima, which is, as Zosima, I think, is teaching everyone the heart of the gospel, then it seems like the beginning of love is going to be truthfulness. Yeah, and this is, and I think before, before, I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's really providential for the life of uh, Dimitri that he falls in love and is loved by Grushinka, uh, you know, perfectly, right? I mean, in a sense that there, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no more, um, how did she put it? There's no more like, you know, showing him affection out of spite or out of like mm-hmm. you know, trying to like mm-hmm. tease him and like cause him pain. Mm-hmm. Um, it was now all affection is for is for love, and I think it, what's interesting is it's that has made him just completely give up any claim to trying to tell lies to himself or to because I mean he he did lie quite a bit whether he whether lied, he he lied right before that happened whether he knows he's lying or not is it, I mean I, I I mean we we don't have to go back to all these cases but when he's trying to get the 3000 what's fascinating is he he's lying yeah. in a lot of these cases but I don't know if if he cuz he can't like think logically at that yeah, point yeah so, yeah so so it's kind of um he says he's going to go to the gold mines. Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll come and talk to you about this. And yeah. Like, is, does he, like, kind of mean that truthfully or not? Right. That, I think, in some sense, doesn't even concern him. Because right. he doesn't even know himself to know if that's actually truthful or not. And which, but, which, which is what Zosman says. You don't, you yeah. Won't, you won't even know yourself. Right? Yeah. And so what, what you have here, though, is very different. Uh, and I think it's only because before him, throughout this whole... This whole um, uh, um, scourging really uh with the prosecutors he um is completely resigning his his life and he says Mm -hmm. you know i'll tell you the truth and and i'll even i'll even put it in a way that's going to make you think that i did it yeah Um, yeah so but here's what's interesting right before this happens and this comes out later in the trial or in the uh, preliminary investigation he lies right before it happens. Right before, so so the, the 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 key moment here, I think, is happens on four four ninety six four ninety seven, when Grushenka recognizes her love for Mitya, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it all starts really here on four ninety seven. Mitya, how yeah. could I be such a fool as to think you could, I could love anyone after you? Do you forgive me? So I think it's yeah. very interesting that it begins in forgiveness, right? And and then she says, "Do you love me?" And then there's this there's this passionate kiss that takes place, which is like, there's something pure about that, I think. Mm-hmm. But right before that, he was offering the Poles $3,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to get the hell out of her life, right? Yeah. And so 3,000 rubles, right? I'll give you, I'll give you 700 right now mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and 2,300 later, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the guy, I forget, he like demanded more. Or maybe he demanded the full 3,000. I, yeah. I don't remember what it was. I think he yeah. started lower than that. Yeah. Which which just showed you how much and of a it, scumbag and he that guy like was. Like saying like, well, I don't have it. I have. I have to. It's in the town, and you know, yeah, and I can actually only give you like two hundred right now. Yeah, but that was a lie too, right? Yeah. It wasn't in the town, and he wasn't even going to give him the money. He yeah. was going to give him the deed yeah. to to the to the stinking uh, forest. Yeah, <laughs> that that that's like the heart yeah. of like his great hopes for money yeah. is this yeah. is this land yeah. that he has rights to, um, and and so that happened right before. Grushenka basically admitted her love for him. Yeah. After that, the investigators yep. show up 
No lies. Yeah. Zero. And, but, but, but check the... Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so I, it, it just hit me. So then when he's... So when the, when the investigators are asking him all these questions, why mm-hmm. did you do this? Why did you do this? Why did you do this? He says, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. Which I think is legitimately true. That, like, no, I think it is. He doesn't know. He didn't know what he was doing. Like he mm-hmm. was... As, as we were talking about earlier, he was so out of touch with reality, with his own, with his own life, that he wasn't exactly sure why he was doing any of the stuff that he was was doing. And so, he I mean, it, it, if you remember it, with in the in the woodcutter's shed, yeah, there's this there's that moment we talked about last time when the light shone on him, and he was like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, yeah, and he realized, and then he plunges right back into the darkness. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and in fact, it says into the dark, yeah, right? Yeah. But anyway, I interrupted yeah. you. No, 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 no. So, so I think it's 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 once he finally understands himself, he realizes he doesn't understand his former life. Uh-huh. Like he doesn't understand that pursuit. That why did he grab the 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 uh, the brass uh, pestle? Why did he go back to rub Grigori's head with the handkerchief? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't really know or is able to explain why he's doing any of this. It's, it's, it, oh man, this reminds me of Edith Stein, actually. I was, I was just reading on John of the Cross, who says, um, when you go into the darkness, interestingly, right, it's all about night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she says, when you go into the night, the interior night, there is like a moonlight that shines there on a new interior world that you now discover. And on top of that new interior world, you are handed back the exterior world in a brand new and transformed way. And, and I kind of think that's what's happening yeah. with Midya, right? He, he yeah. has this transformation that takes place, and all of a sudden he sees the world again. again. All the stuff that made sense to him before, why am I walking with this priest for, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> three versts to yeah. get to this, you know, wherever the heck I'm going? Yeah. Obviously, this is why. But now he looks back and he goes, what was I doing? Like I don't yeah. understand myself, right? Yeah. And, and I yeah. think that that's that's an interesting like way of looking at how you know as we've been talking about in this podcast and and more than this podcast, just having eyes to see reality, right? Yeah, and I think that's probably I mean, sin, sin is probably um, incoherence. I mean, it, it it runs counter to being. It runs counter to goodness, to to unity. I mean, it, it's it's it. It is sort of the incarnation of incoherence, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's counter mm-hmm. everything that makes sense mm-hmm. in, in one's life. Uh, so, so, but the, the thing is, is, in the midst of it, um, you don't, in a, in a sense, you don't really know what you're, um, what you're really doing. Now, that doesn't mean there's no, like, culpability or what have you. You don't have to worry about that. But um, it... It, it, I think it, it's sort of like what Christ says to the Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. I think it's that type of, they're acting incoherently, uh-huh. um, and they don't know it. Yeah, and, and, and there, I think there's, and this goes, this goes to Grushenka's commentary, right, about forgiving. Um, I, I think there's a real understanding that's taking place here of everyone in the world is good, right? Everyone yep. is, right? Everyone, yep. everyone has at least an onion. Uh-huh. And that onion in and of itself shows that the person, no matter what they're doing, perhaps knows not what they do. So, so throughout this whole book, the theme of 
of light. Uh, yeah, it comes up here super, too again. Super, and, and right where you were reading, um, right right when Krushenka asks Dmitri Mitya to forgive to forgive her, that that whole be, that whole scene begins on top of four ninety seven. Um, uh, listen, tell me who who it is I love, right? So who do I love? Who is that man? A smile lighted up her face that was swollen with weeping, and her eyes shone in the half darkness. And then she finally, she finally comes to say, "A falcon flew in. Um, the man, uh, that's the man that that you love." Uh, my heart uh, whispered to me at once. You came in, and all grew bright. Yeah. Uh, and this, this. So I, I think this idea of the idea of seeing, uh, not, uh, not seeing light, darkness. Uh, I, I think this is, in many ways, all like a recapitulation of a lot of what's going on in like John's Gospel. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's this. Um, this idea of the light shining in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't comprehend it yeah meaning it makes no sense out of the light yeah uh nor itself and, right and, I, I i also think it's in- interesting that he is the one who makes everything grow bright yeah. i mean it's mitya and, and, and when you think mitya you think dude this guy just beat an old man over the head yeah this, this guy's a bushel basket <laughs> a bushel basket he just goes over oh. the light and just doesn't let it shine exactly <laughs> but but it's it's the it's the um the Alyoshinka principle, right, right. Which by that I mean the exchange between Alyosha and Grushenka. Mm-hmm. That it's 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 the the uh, they one person shows to the other the light, which then right reflects back. Even though memory. the person themselves is dark. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And 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 that's the you know it's it's the Markle principle, right? Heaven is yeah. not. This might sound bad, but you were saying stuff that sounded bad last time. Yeah. <laughs> Heaven is not purity; it's it's re, it's redemption. It's it's forgiven sinfulness. Yeah, which right? which then bears the fruit of purity. I think right. I think like it's it's a mistake to think that that like either all that matters is moral coherence um, or purity. Um, but I think that's to place that prior to love. I think yeah. love is prior, and then purity, moral coherence, is the fruits of that. Right. Um, right. I think it's a temptation in modernity to say, no, love, what's love got to do with it? <laughs> what's That's for the older the older <laughs> listeners. That's the older listeners in the, in the crowd. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, for all our students' moms <laughs> and right. uh, I dads. think there's at least two or three. Yeah, uh, yeah. And dads, too, and I've dad, heard yeah. of dads. So, so I, I think that that... Um, so, so it's okay. It's okay to say, yeah, purity isn't isn't at the heart, um, but it's it's a it's a fruit of of the light. It's a fruit of love, mm-hmm. right? and, and 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 even saying this stuff is scandalous. But Paul said it, and he knew it was scandalous, and that's why he had to say stuff like, "So then, should you go out and sin more?" No, yeah, I yeah, say. Yeah. I right? just, I was, after we had that conversation, I was, I went back to Romans. I think it's Romans five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I started reading through. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he says that right, and and because yeah. it really sounds like I mean, and, and even the even the words we're using, it's like, well, heck, I should go sin then, so I can be redeemed, and, yeah. and no, 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 that's that's not the yeah. way it works. Like, don't don't you worry, get, that's why he died. <laughs> don't worry, you'll sin. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't, you don't need to go out and do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we should get into this yeah. uh, investigation, though, right? Yeah. Um, 
Which which is the transformed Mitya, right? He's there. He's ready to tell yeah. them everything. Yeah. Right. Um, so so I think in in many ways what you going back to the Nietzsche as carrying on the the, the Paschal uh, or the um, at least the the way of the cross. I think here you get the trial. This is this is him placed on trial where he, in many ways, just wants every everyone to know exactly what happened. But the problem is, is he doesn't exactly know himself. Yeah. Um, but he has he has nothing to hide except for one thing, which he eventually reveals. Right. Even that. Right. Um, right. And, and and the thing that he was hiding was because he found it despicable, which again shows like everyone in the world is good. Right? Yeah. The whole world is good. Yeah. He he recognizes that his holding on to this money. I'm assuming he's telling the truth here at this point, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll keep moving. But um, okay. that he's holding on to this fifteen hundred dollars is despicable because. Every moment he chose to be a thief, yeah. which I thought was a very interesting sort of, uh, you know, what did Nietzsche say about Dostoevsky that he was the greatest psychologist yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that? He had yeah. a lot to say about that, yeah. um, which is true, right? I mean, this idea that every, and, and it's really a, a point of sort of uh, ascetical theology too, that every moment he was choosing theft. It yeah. wasn't the moment that he decided Oh, I'm going to take this. Right. But because he kept half of it and didn't give it back every moment, he knew it was around his neck. Yeah. He knew, I'm 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 a thief. I'm being mm. a thief right now. I'm choosing theft right now. Right. Which is uh, which is why he didn't reveal it. Like I thought he wasn't going to reveal it because it was some. I I figured it was had something to do with Katya, and I was like, well, he's probably like trying not to like drag her name through the mud. Yeah. Right? This is a very honorable thing to not drag a woman's name through the mud. But it wasn't. It was. It was his own, his own loserness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because this was the money. So put put all this in context. Um, I mean, this is like, this makes soap operas, you know, look <laughs> like child's play. Yeah, like tame. like like uh, Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> so so all this in context. So so the money around his neck was half of the money. That he was supposed to give back to send to Katya's sister, right? To yeah. repay. Um, so why was he supposed to send it to Katya's sister? It was because I don't remember, but she, I think so. He he lent the money to Katya to, to Katerina. Um, she became rich, yeah, from some distant aunt or something. Yeah, yeah. She sends the money back a couple months later or something, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, kind of out of the blue without mm-hmm. much comment about it. Mm-hmm. And um, doesn't he not... See, how does it go? Doesn't he not want to keep it? I, I forget, I forget I all the... I don't remember, actually. I don't, so, so this is. I, I, I'll have to go back. It's going to take a little digging, but I'm. So I'm trying to remember. Is this is this a matter of he thinks I did this good deed and I want to make good on my good deed of giving this money without without it basically being like a loan. Um, I don't. I thought this. I thought this money was separate was from extra. That. Okay. Yeah. It could. It could it was, be. It could be. Remember, because Katya had this weird kind of. 
I don't want to because all it. the money was needed initially. The the whole the whole thing was her father. Right? Her father stole money from from right. the, the the army basically. And um, right, but right. but but there's something about her. Um, she had this like Christian complex where she was going to save Dimitri. She was trying to save his brother Dimitri simply through generosity, though he had already behaved badly to her. This is page one ten. Um, and then at some point she gives him this money and he even says it in the midst of the trial as if she couldn't just send this herself. Yeah. But it was like, I want to entrust this to you so that you do something good so that you become like okay. saved. Yeah. I thought it was okay. like, I, and, and sort of, a, oh, she, maybe she, maybe she repaid him, but more. I, I, I thought there I thought was something was a, about a repayment. I thought and, this was a separate incident. Okay. Maybe, it's somewhere maybe. in his confessions, okay. uh, in verse or an anecdote. Okay. Probably an anecdote, actually, because um, I think that's where he kind of reveals all. Um, okay, but I, yeah, we can. I'll go back. I'll go back and, and hunt that down and try to square up all this because I, I I've always just looked over that without asking too many questions about what was the real reason he was wanting to pay this back to Katya or her sister. So here it is. It's on page one thirty. I finally found it. Um, that very morning, just before I went to beat Grushenka. <laughs> uh, Katerina Ivanovna sent for me, and in strict secrecy, why I don't know, I suppose she had some reason, asked me to go to the chief town of the province and to post 300 rubles to Agafya Ivanovna, her sister, right, in Moscow, right, right. so that nothing should be known of it in the town here. So I had that 3,000 rubles in my pocket when um, I went to see Grushenka, and it was money we spent uh, at Makrov. So it was money that Katerina wanted... Dimitri to give to her sister. Yeah, to send it to her sister, yeah. and he just took it and and spent it. And yeah. and 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 there's just like like Katerina is a, is a question in and of herself. Yeah. Um. And uh, I still wonder if Alyosha's burst out when he basically says, "All you care about is yourself." Is it actually still true? And that um, she was just trying to, in a sense, even even perhaps knowing that Mitya was going to like blow it. Right. Um. At least right. then she could kind of say. Well, now she had a prod. Her new her new Christian project was Mitya again, yeah. Um, because Mitya had already paid her back, or she had already paid back Mitya, and there was like nothing between them anymore, um, besides an engagement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but that that so but but Mitya the whole time. I mean, even what is what is the whole chapter or the whole book that we did before this? It's all his frantic trying to pay this three thousand back that he blew yeah. at McRow. Because he's a good guy. Yeah. Right? Even though he beats old men on the head and wants to beat Grushenka at one yeah. point, right? Yeah. And 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 treats Katya like 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 a slut and mm-hmm. um. You and know. he and he so he yeah so he wants the th- so he has apparently right he has basically half. Yeah. So the w- the way it all plays out is he spent and this is what happens on on one thirty where you were reading the first time he said yeah I I. I I was a I was a dirty centralist and I went to McCroy right so there it is made the reference on one thirty yeah to the same town where he gets arrested yep. later on and he and he and he there he says he spends the money but really what we find out later is he only spends half of it right, right. the other half he sews up into this little necklace pouch that he wears right and interestingly enough directly next to the icon yeah, yeah, that, I was, I was that Madame Holikoff puts on. So when she puts yeah. it around his neck and arranges it like that, that scene yeah. is kind of odd Yeah, at yeah. the first time you read it. And he like yeah. spends time talking about her arranging it. And I went, yeah. and I was like, what does this have to do with her faith? And uh, But I think ultimately it had to do with 
this yeah. icon is sitting right next to this money. Yeah, yeah. That is that is, um, you know, he's been carrying around with him forever. Yeah, yeah. So so he um, he then he then is, wants the three thousand because I I think he says okay so I could pay the three thousand back, and then I have cash to take. Grushenka to, to now take to her away home, to yeah. a new place to right. live a new life, a virtuous one. Right. It has to be virtuous. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. So he's got to keep that money um, yeah. because he can't depend on Grushenka's money to take Grushenka yeah. away because yeah. that would also be despicable. despicable. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, so then uh, he, he eventually says, ah, screw avoiding despicability. I'm going to spend the money and then kill myself. <laughs> right. And then he gets saved, as as we've talked about. Right. And so now he's arrested, um, and he he um, is 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 questioned by uh, all these all these people. Uh, and what's what's fascinating? I mean, I wouldn't unless you you want to uh, um, get into some of the details. But I mean, they read the book. They don't need they don't yeah. need a total. But what's but what, what I found play interesting play. is that they they were all there was some somewhere in here it, it was mentioned. That they, it was as if it was planned that they were there to like all hear the news at the same. Who's they? Time the 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 prosecuting. Oh and yeah. The inspect the prosecuting attorney, basically right. the inspector, the you know the city police chief. The, yeah, when yeah, the yeah, alarm yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was kind of an interesting thing that that which which. What do you read into that, though? I mean, I mean that this is like providence, like bringing Mitya to a salvation. Well, I mean, or? I I kind of I read into it that that the 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 people that are going to be investigating Dmitri are all alike, and so they're all going to kind of see the same the same thing in Dmitri. Right. So part. Of, I mean, so here here's here's what what Dmitri realizes. You're asking all these questions. These questions don't make sense. But the reason you're asking them is because you know that you're going to get a type of answer that you want to hear right. about me. Right. And so what do you basically, he, at some point, he's like, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to, you want me to you know, say yeah. this? I'll tell you. I killed yeah, my dad. Yeah, actually, I'll just tell you. I'll tell you what you want to hear. I killed my dad. Yeah. Right? yeah. And all along, he actually, well, from what we know now, he says he, he really doesn't. Right? right, right. So they kind of know he's joking there. But what he's, I think what he's saying is they're all of the same mind, of the same mm -hmm. sort of bent, the same outlook in life i don't know how, how you how you want to um think of it so uh i yeah the question is do they have eyes to see and, and i think his answer is no <laughs> yeah 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 um and and as if you know writing this down is going to give them a you know a much more accurate you know way of retrieving the like what was really going on right so, right so he's, he sort of continually makes fun of them like okay write that down too yeah yeah um, yeah you know we got to be really careful about this but really all along he knows. Interesting. I didn't think about this until now, but but it really kind of matches this European Russian thing that we were yeah. talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah, It's the European that that is writing everything down in the logical format and trying to, uh, and it's the Russian who, so I, who has the passion. I wonder. I mean, it'd be worth going back and looking at the because he goes through the history of Per Houghton um, and his official career. And I, I wonder how this would like if it says anything about him or any of the other um, any of the other folks here. Uh, where they, where they were from, what they were like, and how, if that lines up more with kind of the European, quote unquote, European mm -hmm. outlook. Mm -hmm. um, well, we don't, interestingly, we don't to... uh, 
well, we don't know the town, I guess, but uh, it seems like every other Dostoevsky book is taking place in somewhere around St. Petersburg. Yeah. And St. Petersburg is supposedly the European town that uh, Peter the Great, after visiting Europe, said, we're going ha- to be Europe. And he sort of created St. Petersburg as a way to um, become a European nation. Yeah. Um, and so I, I wonder if that has anything to do with uh-huh, uh-huh. sort of this question of Europe and Russia that keeps coming up. But I think, yeah. I, you know, I think one thing that's interesting, it goes back to the Lyrium chapter, but also throughout the rest of this book, there's, there's, there, there continually is a, is a question of forgiveness, of uh, love, and of suffering. And they're all linked together in some, in some way. Um, yeah. There's this, this idea that we deserve suffering. There's this other question of, am I worthy of suffering? Yeah. <laughs> am I worthy of love? Am I worthy of forgiveness? Right. Um, it, it just and yeah. this goes back all the way back to uh, Afanasy. Yeah. And when uh, Zosima bows to him and he says, "Am I? I I'm not yeah. worthy of this." And, and how? I mean, even even a little before that, how one understands suffering, going back to Job and uh, yeah. Ivan's um, conversation with sure. Alyosha yeah. over the uh, rebellion with the suffering the of the children, suffering yeah. the innocents. Yeah, and Job uh, being the place where Zosima fell in love with the scriptures. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah. But there's this, there's this idea that Dimitri has in here, and and and, and it sounds a lot like uh, Raskolnikov. Is that his name? Uh, in Crime oh, and yeah. Punishment, uh-huh. this idea that I am ready to suffer, this suffering that I'm going to go through, is for the sake of, like, atonement for my sins, but not in like a meritorious kind of way but but in in like a way that this is the way that i can become become love right i I mean the very end of this book i i found um very compelling and and we'll get into this in a little bit i'm sure with the babe but but Mm -hmm. um he he talks this is page 578 he says uh never should i have risen of myself there's the box Mystery of the Supernatural. (laughs) But the thunderbolt has fallen. I accept the torture of accusation and my public shame. I want to suffer. And by suffering, I shall be purified. There's the purification we're talking about. Perhaps I shall be purified, gentlemen. But listen, for the last time, I'm not guilty of my father's blood. I accept my punishment, not because I killed him, but because I meant to kill him. And perhaps I really might have killed him. And so there's this idea that I, I want to suffer. I want to suffer. Because it's in the suffering that I can, in a sense, live up to the forgiveness of everyone for me. Yeah, and I think he realizes here that, um, in a sense, he is guilty of the murder, at least in his heart. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, if you're a Christian... Yeah, read, then, read the Sermon on the Mount, man. Then you realize, <laughs> you know, if you... If you, um, you call your, if you say to your brother, Raka... Yeah. <laughs> It's like you killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so I, I think this is, this is, um, a, a, a case where he does see that he is just as as despicable and deserving of punishment as the murderer. No, no, more, M- more. So, okay, more. Yeah. Remember the same page, five seventy eight at the mm. top. Um, let, let's 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 read it from the beginning. Okay, we're getting into the babe. Okay, gentlemen, we're all cruel. We're all monsters. We all make men weep and mothers and babes at the breast. But of all, 
Let it be settled here, now, of all. I am the lowest reptile. I've sworn to amend, and every day I've done the same filthy things. How many? I read that and I was like, I admit ya. Yeah. <laughs> I've sworn to amend, and every day I do the same filthy things, right? Yeah. And so, what does he need? He needs something a blow, a blow of destiny to catch them with a noose and bind them by force from without, right? That's such men need that, but but I think that the recognition that he should make is that mm-hmm. every man needs that, right? Right. And that, you know, and, and and here you start asking the question of like, what does suffering have to do with with goodness or with love? And it is the thing that makes you rise because you cannot rise of yourself, as he says, mm-hmm. right? But it, but you know, this is this is the language of Saint Paul. This is the language of Saint Francis, yeah. right? Yeah. This is the language like I am the worst of all sinners, and it's not like false humility saying something like that. It's just a, yeah. it's just having eyes to see yeah. the world as as good in the Grushenka kind of explanation yeah. and you and, as not. And so, and, and in the background of all this, I, I think it's worth keeping in mind. Like, so we tend to think that suffering is, is, um, the result of, of, um, the, being a monster, being, being sinful. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if what, if what's going on, throughout this whole book is um, here's a gift here's a gift to the sinful person they can suffer because of their sin mm-hmm. and and it's it's actually suffering itself in I mean look at job job was no sinner yeah uh, well I mean all things considered right right, right. <laughs> uh, um, or, uh, and and you look at you look at the children in in uh, Ivan's rebellion chapter. Yeah, and I think you you what you what you have to ask is why do they suffer? Are they monsters? Are, mm-hmm. are they monsters? And I think I think there's a um, um, I think there's a deeper understanding of suffering and the point of suffering when you when you you think about it not simply as like a means to something, but you 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 like see it as the perfect um, occasion, I don't know if occasion is the right word, the, the perfect um, participation participation in, in uh, love. And now you might think that's the type of love I don't, I don't want. But when you look at the crucifixion, I think what you, what you see is um, this is, this is not simply a, means to something great. So it's not that Christ underwent all this suffering right. as a means to something great. He had to do he had to get rid of all the the bad stuff in order to In, get in a the sense good that's stuff. like atonement theory of of uh incarnation sort of, and like of, yeah, the like passion the, the like whole. like God was so pissed off and then he took off his anger on Christ. Yeah. Uh Ratzinger has some bad things to say about that. Yeah. So but I, but I, so I think like this is this is why like what's fascinating about Job and he'll 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 never fully understand this. Uh, is that that is to to undergo that type of suffering is to participate in the life of Christ mm-hmm. by the mere suffering mm-hmm. um, of this. Because there's, because I th- and I think this is kind of what I was getting at, but I didn't know I was getting at it until just now. <laughs> uh, is that 
suffering and love are in some sense identified with each other. Otherwise, the the cross would not be the greatest revelation of love, which God is. Yeah. Right. Um, That's that's I think that's a I think that's a Balthazarian point. Right. Either either the cross is a revelation of God. Or it's like some instrumental means yeah. to something. Yeah, and if it's, a, I think, and if it's a revelation of God, it's a revelation of, of being. Yeah, and therefore um, of man. Right, and so, so you know, what is it? What is it most fully to to be? It's to, to love, and what is it to love? And you see, you know, this suffering man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and and I and I think that the uh, I think that that Mitya is. Is recognizing this and Grushenka too. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, um, throughout this this book, there's this kind of movement towards, okay, I'm 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 losing this 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 investigation. It's all mm-hmm. going against me. Uh, he even says at one point, "God is against me." Yeah. Right. Um, uh, but I don't think he thinks of it exactly like that because because I think ultimately he says, "I want to suffer." Right. Um, and 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 I but I love how he says this. Right. Uh, he says, still, I mean to fight. This is all page 578. Still, I mean to fight it out with you. I warn you of that. I'll fight it out with you to the end, and then God will decide. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't want to suffer, and that he doesn't think he should suffer, right. because he wanted to kill his father and might have. Right, yeah. If given enough time or uh, the right situation. I mean, he almost did, right? He kicked his face in. We've uh-huh. been talking yeah. about that. I mean, right? I mean, in a sense, he tried to kill him, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. He and so. who knows if Ivan didn't hold him back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. if he wouldn't have yeah. done it, right? Yeah. And and that's probably what he's saying. He's like, it doesn't matter if I actually brought it to to, to fruition or not. Yeah, it's it's I, it's it, when my leg went back to send this yeah. kick into his it's, face. It's the Solzhenitsyn point, uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Like, perhaps you just got lucky that the, uh, you know, the the uh, the, the 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 Russian military never came and asked you to sign up for the blue caps yeah yeah right? maybe maybe you would have been the type of person that would have done it you just never had the opportunity the circumstances so to speak that match up there yeah. no I, and yeah. i think in some real sense i think that what dostoevsky is trying to say is to truly love people is to recognize that no matter what they've done you could do that too right right um that uh that in a sense every man is every space man is every man yeah uh, including yeah. yourself yeah. Yeah, right? yeah and so when you see the other and you think i would never be like that then that is to fail to yeah. be in solidarity with your brother karamazov yeah 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 um should we say <laughs> something about his dream that's good yeah no no i I, I was looking at that right so, so uh, page five seventy five. Five seventy five. So there was this dream. Uh, Mitri got up, moved from his chair to the corner by the curtain, lay down on a large chest covered with a rug, and instantly fell asleep. And he, then he had a strange dream. Uh, and and in this dream, he isn't he? He's being taken. He's being taken through the steps of uh, of Russia. Um, the snow's falling. He sees a half-burnt-out village, and he sees a lot of women on the road, all thin and wan, with their faces a sort of brownish color, especially one at the edge, a tall, bony woman who looked 40 but might have been only 20, the long, thin, thin face. 
and her arms was a little baby crying, and her breasts seemed so dried up that there was not a drop of milk in them. And the child cried and cried and held out its little bare arms with its little fists blue from cold. Right, so this is like scene of like the most pathetic suffering, really reminiscent yeah. Yeah. of Ivan's rebellion yeah. chapter. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Really reminiscent yeah. of that. And he says, he says, why are they crying? What's going on? It's the babe. The babe's weeping. And he says, but why? Why, is it, why? why don't they take care of it? Why don't they wrap it up? It's cold. It's little clothes are frozen and, and don't warm it. And then he starts asking more like existential questions. And, it, and well, at first, I love that it's noted that, that Micha was pleased that the peasant called the child a babe. Yeah. Right. It seemed more it's there seemed more pity in it mm-hmm. right and like, pity becomes the heart of this yeah. right um and then he said uh but why is it why foolish mitya still persisted why they're poor people burnt out they've no bread they're begging because they've been burnt out here's the logical guy right the, yeah. the, the driver yeah no no mitya as as it were still did not understand tell me why it is these poor mothers stand there why are people poor? <laughs> All of a sudden, he switches to this yeah. like general question, yeah. which is a question. This is the again the question of the problem of evil in a sense, right? Yeah. Why is the babe poor? Why is the step barren? Why don't they hug each other and kiss? Why don't they sing songs of joy? Why are they so dark from black misery? Why don't they feed the babe? Um, and then I think the the money. This is the money paragraph. I'm just gonna read it. Yeah, go for it. Um, and he felt that, though his questions were unreasonable and senseless. Uh, yeah. There we go, right? Yeah. Love and reason again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chapter of a book right there, Love and Reason. Um, those questions were unreasonable and senseless, yet he wanted to ask just that. And he had to ask it just in that way. And he felt that a passion of pity, such as he had never known before, was rising in his heart, that he wanted to cry, that he wanted to do something for them all. Anytime you see, like, yeah. All you think, Zosima, Markle, right? Yeah. So that the babe should weep no more, so that the dark faced, dried up mother should not weep, so that no one should shed tears again from that moment. And he wanted to do it at once, at once, regardless of all obstacles. This is my favorite line with all the recklessness of the Karamazovs. Yeah. Right? So, what is the Karamazov? Like, I, I think this is, this, is, this is pointing out Dostoevsky or the narrative, or narrator, or both their thought of the Karamazovs. You look at this Karamazovs. This is, this is the redemption of the Karamazov blood lineage. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. yeah. Because what, what are they? There's a whole section dedicated to them just called the sensualists. Yeah. <laughs> right? And what are they? They are passionate about something. Lust, wrath, whatever, right? Whatever it happens to be. But they don't have to be passionate about that. They will be passionate but yeah. they don't have to be passionate about that. They can be passionate about mm-hmm. love, yeah. right? And, and I think the recklessness of the Karamazovs, going back to that whole explanation of Alyosha after the death and the, and the early stinking of Zosima, and how he says, you know, this... There, he says it like he repeats himself, and he says, and I'll say it a third time, it's good that he was not reasonable at this point. It's good that he loved and, and this and there's 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 something about I think what, what Dostoevsky is saying here is and, and I think this is teaching yeah. me and I think I agree with him is that the human person to be a passionless robot a Vulcan if you want to put yeah. it that way <laughs> is is not human that the human is passionate and that the passions aren't in and of themselves evil and they're not merely neutral either which most people want to say I think 
um, I've yeah. learned from David L. Schindler, yeah. senior here, uh, yeah. that uh, neutrality is always a bad word. Yeah. Um, instead, they're good. And in order to be a truly human person, you have to be recklessly loving. Yeah. Right. And and then oh, this is yeah, five seventy six. Incredible page. Yeah, it is. It is. So it goes on. Um, and I'm coming with you. I won't leave you now for the rest of my life. I'm coming with you. He heard close behind him. Grushinka's tender voice. Right, so here comes Grushinka. Um, thrilling with emotion. And his heart glowed. And he struggled tor- forward towards the light. And he longed to live. Mm-hmm. To live. Remember, the same guy that was going to kill himself. Yeah. Right. Actually, about this time. Yeah, because he time, just right? he had just looked out the window and remembered. And was, yeah, yeah. That he was. This is like the dream of the ridiculous man. Yeah, yeah, it is. Who, Actually, who, it's exactly yeah, like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he longed to live, to live, to go on and on towards the new beckoning light, and to hasten, hasten now at once. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he wakes up. He wakes up. <gasps> and he's in a horrible. He's in a horrible spot. Oh wait a second, I'm on trial. Yeah. But he doesn't recognize no. that. What does he recognize? Completely new light now. He has yeah. a completely new light. And, and and his first question is, who put that pillow under my head? Yeah, who was so kind to me? Right. Who put that, where? And and, and it, he, he basically never finds out. But look how this, this chapter ends. I've had a good dream, gentlemen, he said in a strange voice with a new light as of joy. There is joy in his face. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, completely living by a new way now. Yeah. And, 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 and what's interesting is what, what sort of solidifies this is that someone put a pillar under his head. Yeah, and then it goes right. on and he says, we're all cruel, we're all monsters, I'm worst of all, right? And this is when, and like right at, this is the next page, right? The next page he goes on to, to make that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, and, 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 and his language in the next, in the final chapter here. And, and he, he, he apologizes to the Grushinka and says, forgive me. Yeah. Right. And, and, and two points, two points. For ruin you with ruining you with my love. Yeah. <laughs> but two points, two points that we've been talking about a yeah. lot in this. First, um, okay, so they're 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 getting the witnesses. Uh, this is before this is a dream. The witnesses are coming through. Finally, they get uh, or they get uh, what's his name? They start with the the bartender innkeeper. Uh, tr- 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 the guy. Yeah. Oh, the the guy. The guy that it Tr- does not Trifon? like. Trifon? Yeah. Where is that where he's uh, interviewed? It's oh, at the top. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Okay, 568. Okay, Trifon, they start with him. Then they move on to uh, the peasants and Andre, Kalganov, the Poles. Uh, uh, then old Maximov. And only at the end comes Grushenka. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and this is very interesting. Um, so she's she's sick, uh, she's feeling sick. The first symptom of a long Ill- illness, which followed that night, which I think is going to uh-huh. come up later. Uh-huh. Um, as she entered the room, five seventy-two at the bottom, Grushenka only glanced for an instant at Mitya, who looked at her uneasily. Now, what is the unease? Is yeah. it about this? Is it about this trial, or is it about wondering, is Grushenka still with me here? But her face reassured him at once. This idea of, and I, and I think the face is a really important thing going on here too, right? Yeah. Her face reassured him at once. So she is like this light that comes into, the, into his world again. Um, uh, now moving ahead, 579, right? Uh, this is the final goodbye to Grushenka. Yeah. 
Um, Grushenko was brought in, but the farewell was brief and a few words and did not at all satisfy Nikolai Parf- Parfenovich. I, I, I wondered about that line right there. I wondered if he was looking for them to say something to each other that would reveal Mitya or something like that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Grushenka made a deep bow to Mitya. Okay, there it is, right? The, the bow has been so important in, the hist- in, in this whole book, right? Um, where does the bow start? It starts, uh, well, it, it depends on if we do book-wise or chronologically. Chronologically, it probably starts with Zosima bowing to Afanasi. Yeah. But there's also the deep bow of Katerina yep. to Mitya yep. for not taking advantage of his position. Uh-huh. There's the bow of Zosima to Mitya. Yeah. Everybody's bowing to Mitya, actually. Yeah. yeah, here you go. The bow of Zosima to Mitya that takes place. And here we have Grushenka bowing to Mitya. Right? And there's something about this deep bow. And, and it's not saying, Mitya, you are the holiest guy ever. I mean, he just admitted that he's the most yeah. vile reptile of all. Right. Yeah. Um, just on the page before that, actually. Um, but rather, it has to do with this suffering, forgiveness, and love. Right? I mean, that's what it has to do with. Yeah. So I, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think the light of her face, the bowing of her to Mitya, it's this, everyone's, everyone's becoming Zosima. Right. And Zosima yeah. became Christ. It's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. and I think we quoted this somewhere else in our podcast, that Paul says, be imitators of me as I imitate Christ. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think that's exactly what's happening here, right? Yeah. I mean, in some sense, it, 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 the, the lineage, if you want to call it that, which I think is the right way to call it, yeah. goes from Zosima to Alyosha to Grushenka to Minya. M- Markle. Markle. Markle, yeah. Markle, Markle starts it all, yeah. right? Markle starts. I mean, yeah. Jesus starts it all. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But but in, in the and, and and maybe Markle, it was the servant woman who lit the, the candle. Yeah. Right, because it was about that moment that he started saying yeah. he started turning. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, and again, they were serving him. Right, and like, yeah. why do you serve me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, this is just like uh, Peggy's explanation of the of the warm heart passing down the word. This is just like uh, Chekhov, another good yeah, Russian. Yeah. Chekhov's um, The Student, where there's this wondering about the movement throughout all of time of this. This he uses the the example of a thread or a like a musical oh, yeah. string oh, yeah, that's yeah. plucked and and yeah. sends vibrations throughout all of time. Yeah. Right. What was it? There was that short Chekhov. Uh, yeah, that's the, the, that's what I'm talking about. The student. Student. Yeah. The student. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and at the end of that is an explanation that sounds very much like oh, yeah. this, this idea yeah. of lineage and passing yeah. down the and love. They're right? like heating themselves around a fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they remember. And he tells the story of Peter. Yeah. Uh, and, and the yeah. woman is moved to tears. And because yeah. the woman is moved to tears, yeah. he realizes, oh, shoot. Yeah, this actually, is, like, is living in her. It's now. It's yeah. now. It's now. Yeah. And, and the beautiful explanation Chekhov gives at the end of that, which, which is very interesting because Chekhov from what I understand, was an unbeliever. I don't know exactly what that means, yeah. given uh, Gabriel Marcel, yeah. but um, that's yeah. what I, that's the, seems to be the way that yeah. I understand it. Yeah. So what do you make of the very end of this, this whole book here? Kalganov. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's review Kalganov's the character a little bit first. I think maybe that'll be helpful. Kalganov is the guy, he's, he's there at Zosima's cell, isn't he? I think so. He comes with Musaf. Uh-huh. Right? And he kind of... Uh-huh. He's kind of seen as like a young, quasi-atheistic, cynical guy. 
He doesn't seem to show up again until the night with the poles. Yep. Yeah. And then he's there. Rushenka's like giving him all this attention. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. The girl that everybody's, you know, <laughs> yeah, literally about to murder each other for. Right. Right. She's she's like combing his hair and stroking him, and he doesn't care at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he does like Mitya for some reason. A lot of people like Mitya. Have you noticed that too? Yeah. The peasants that he stays with like him, right? Yeah. And there's an understanding that the peasants have some sort of like a, um, sort of like a clear sight. Yeah, clear sight, a union with the truth that others don't. Right. All going all the way back to Zosima's two chapters, the peasant woman of faith and and the and the and the and the, and the, the lady of little faith. Right? Yeah. Or or going back to Jesus choosing fishermen. Yeah, we're going ahead to yeah. the crazy little woman. Yeah, yeah, right. The crazy woman who gave birth to Yosha and Ivan. Yeah, exactly. Who took them to mass yeah. and prayed before the icon. Yeah. yeah so Kalganov yeah. is an interesting character. So, so I wonder if Kalganov does not have the eyes to see yet, but he does in some sense love Mitya, right? Um, and this is why he comes. So, so there's this interesting contrast that happens on page 580. Trifon Bor- Borosovich. Mitya says goodbye, goodbye, and he just looks at him with a sad, foul face, kind of angry, and uh, uh-huh. you know, and we already know he's a loser. All he wants to do is take Mitya's money while he's drunk, anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he hears goodbye, Dmitri Fyodorovich, goodbye, and comes running up as Kalganov. He grabs him by the hand until the cart runs away, and he's like the last guy to basically encounter Mitya before he goes to prison. Right. right. Uh, and let me read this, and then we can talk about it. The cart moved, their hands parted, the bell began ringing, and Mitya was driven off. Kalganov ran back, sat down in the corner, bent his head, hid his face in his hands, and burst out crying. For a long while he sat like that, crying as though he were a little boy instead of a young man of 20. Oh, he believed almost without doubt in Mitya's guilt. That's interesting. What are these people? What can men be after this? He exclaimed. Which are interesting questions asked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Incoherently, in bitter despondency, almost despair. At that moment, he had no desire to live. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Exclaimed the boy in his grief. There's that question of worth again, right? And the question of the desire to live, which is dis... He's not even the one in prison. Yeah. You just went to prison and it said... Yeah. And you just read that part, right? He, yeah. want, he longed to live, to live, yeah. to go on. Yeah. Towards the new beckoning light. Right? And so there's this... There's this contrast, I think, between Kalganov and Mitya. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and it, hmm. so here, here's one interpretation, which I'm just going to fly, given we have like two minutes left to wrap this up. Whether so, you can you can view Mitya's life in one of two ways, and this is going to come up uh, much much clearer when we actually get to the the trial. Okay. Uh, but. Uh, if you if you see if you see him as guilty, and part of part of I think what's what's at, what's at stake is um, the evidence doesn't give you an answer to whether he's guilty. Whether you think he's guilty or not is going to give you a view, a view on of the what evidence. the evidence is yeah. and what it means. Right. Right. So right. I think I think this is what's at stake here is is. Dimitri guilty here if you if you take Dimitri to be guilty you could say there there can be no point in living there can be nothing but despair it, it looks like I so so 
I mean, I, I didn't give it much thought. I knew it was weird, but right now, thinking it through, I'm thinking that Kalganov has, because of his utter conviction of Mitch's guilt, has completely given up on any sort of good... Basically, it's, it's a rebellion now. Like, it's all there is, all that can uh -huh. be done is, is rebellion against the goodness of creation. There, there is no goodness here. Yeah, um, it's not that I don't believe in God; it's I don't accept. Yeah, I cannot creation. accept any of this. Yeah, like this is just all utter incoherent, yeah, um, nastiness. That's it. Um, and and that's very different from if you view Mitya as innocent, like Rushinka does. I'll go with you everywhere. Right. You know, I'll, I'll, there. This is this in some ways is heaven on earth now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so so. Whether whether you see him as innocent or guilty, um, I think is going to give you that that doesn't follow from the evidence, which is the European way to think that you have this evidence and then you use it to determine whether someone's innocent or guilty. Yeah, I think what's being proposed here is these people that were prosecuting him or, or, or questioning him already knew so to speak, quote unquote, knew right. that he was guilty right. and they were trying to build the evidence case right. for it. Right, and here uh, uh, I think what you, what what you're kind of getting is um, the possibility of viewing the issue in a completely different light. Yeah, um, I, I also think there's a question of freedom here too. I mean, going back to Zosima's conversation with the mysterious stranger about yeah. freedom, right? Yeah, and he just wants to live this life of freedom, and Zosima talks about what a monk is and how nowadays people think freedom is being able to do whatever you desire. But that's yeah. actually slavery, yeah. Yeah. and that true freedom is this freedom of, of a love, of a, of an ability to be able, to love, right, yeah. and, and and to give, and and so. Mitya is going off with a smile on his face, asking everyone to forgive him, yeah. uh, having joy, and he even says to to Kalganov at the bottom there, uh, "I'll never forget your generosity." Yeah. What generosity? Yeah. Was it this moment of, of grabbing his hand? I mean, I kind of, I kind of wonder if that's what he's talking about, right? Because yeah, it says Mitya had time to seize and press his hand, right yeah. before that, right? So yeah. I, it seems like the generosity is a generosity of love, of giving himself. But Kalganov doesn't understand what freedom is. So Mitya is like, under, in a sense, yeah. understanding what freedom is now, yeah. because he's living freely, even though he's going to prison. Yeah. Whereas Kalganov is not going to prison. Yeah. Yeah. But it's enslaved to whatever his his own yeah. desires in yeah. some sense. I mean that that kind of yeah. comes out in the yeah. orgy slash feast, right? Yeah. Um, but but there's something good about him too. I mean he's the one who called the poles out on cheating their cheating yeah. his buddy. Yeah. Know? So yeah. I mean, but but I but I think what what you get with Kalganov is he's in the same situation that we saw you know several pages. So I mean like his time will come. He's he's going through his rebellion now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Just as Alyosha did, Grushenka did. Yeah, I mean, think of the guys who've gone through that so far. Mitya, Mitya went through, and he said, "I'm going to kill myself when Phoebe and his golden rays come." Well, it seems like it seems like in some ways, like Zosima does that. I mean, they all kind of have this rejection of the goodness of of things, and they seek to ruin themselves, just like yeah. Zosima when yeah, he when he challenged the guy to a duel. Right? Yeah. He was like. This is going to ruin me, but whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then Mitt is going to kill himself. And I even says, I'm going to yep. kill myself yep. when I turn 30, right? Yep, yep. Um, that's like the rebellion way, right? It's destruction of self. Yep. Whereas, the, you know, if you come out the other side of that, then what's the answer going to be? It's going to be the suffering for the sake of the sin, the sinfulness that you have undergone. It'll be a new light that dawns in your face. Yeah, and, and, and the light, even though it brings suffering, paradoxically, and maybe only in this paradox, can bring joy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's just straight out of um, the advice that Zosima gives to the, the, the peasant lady who lost her children. Over time, your your grief will will be transformed without ceasing, transformed into like a deep, uh, like abiding joy. Right. Which is which is again what what Christ Himself says when He says, "I came to give them joy, and that yeah. they, they might have it abundantly." Yeah. Um, I mean, so there's there's like there's, the new wine. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and this there's this. I mean, what did Jesus really do? He brought. He, he he called the apostles to himself, and they like all are killed except for one who is almost killed. Yeah, <laughs> and it's imprisoned on an island. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so if this is joy, like either this is joy or it's not. And so if Mitt is going to prison, if he understands that, then no one can take that. And, right? and then the question is: is how can one understand that as joy? That's sort of the desire. I think that. That's that's what Ivan was struggling with last that we saw him. How can this be understood as? And and joy? it always seems to only be able to happen, which we see not see happening in Ivan or in Kalganov. Yeah, yes, always in Ivan. Okay, yeah. But get, get yeah. Get ready. Keep going. Uh, but it always seems to happen in a particular. The love of a particular. Yeah. Zosima and Afanasi, Alyosha and Zosima and Grush- Grushenka. Grushenka and Alyosha and Mitya. Yeah. Mitya and Grushenka. Yeah. Right? All of this, the, the only way that this actually takes place is if there's a love of a particular face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll leave you with that. Hopefully, you can hear the rain pouring. Yeah, it's been pouring for a while here. So, there you go.